Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is myself, Josh. This is myself. I, I'm I'm I am myself, Buck. <laughs> and this is myself, Darren. Oh, and this is Words Episode Two. Yeah, well, the first one, I think episodes we can use that pretty loosely. What if we play this one first? What if we decide? Oh no, this order's terrible. Then Episode One becomes the prequel. Oh, okay. It's a, episode point five. I think I, I think we should still leave this we, as episode two either. Did way. we say episode one in the first one? Because this might really throw them off and be like, well, where was one? I don't think we identified which episode it was. You just threw us all off. If we if We're we st- if we play it in uh symmetrical order symmetrical order. Se- <laughs> sequential order from the way that we recorded it, this would be episode two. But who knows? Maybe this will actually be episode nineteen. Maybe it's that terrible. Maybe this is only like Secret audience listens to this episode. Or next week will be episode C. I like that alphanumeric designation. Yeah. Eventually we'll get into binary. This is episode point. No, it's not point. It's just zero 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 one zero one zero one. You guys know what I mean. Have you ever listened to that song? One zero 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 one 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 zero one zero one. How's it go? I only know the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good. That's that's the most important part of any song anyway. So, yeah. All right. So today uh, we're going to talk about unusual deaths. And I can't say that word correctly. So you can go ahead. Deaths. Mm-hmm. Plural death. More yeah. than one death. Usually they're one death by one person. Well, I guess it depends on how bad they are at dying. You know, in hospitals, they die multiple times. No, keep bringing them back. Start over. I think it's important to point out with this that uh, no, don't point we're not, out. Don't point out. We're making fun of people who died for stupid reasons. So yes. if their family is listening, your relative was stupid. I don't feel that's a good way to build an audience base. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, after I read some of these, I feel like the family showed up to the funeral like, should we even let people know he died this way or it should just be more of a, the tombstone says rip and that's it. I don't, he died doing what he loved. I don't think in a eulogy, it identifies how they died, nor does it on the headstone. Yeah. It's yeah. not like, Hey, this was Buck Hamill died in 2021 from, from eating 37 from, Twinkies yeah. at one time. It doesn't say that it just has the name and the date. Oh, see, I thought it was died doing how died. Like he lived hopping trains. Mm-hmm. Or something ridiculous like that, getting stampede. There are some tombstones in Tombstone that say, uh, you know, the famous "Here lies Lester Moore, four slugs from a forty-four, no less, no more." So there, How'd are, he die. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I ha- actually have uh, my my daughter and I did this thing called the Billion Graves Project, where we were helping an Eagle Scout get his eagle, and we were just transcripting some of the things on some of the the tombstones. And it is true that back in like in the 1700s and early 1800s, that there would be a paragraph or two on a tombstone, but that's not the case anymore. Yeah, they charge by the letter now. It's like they're lucky they're getting a date on there. It's like here lies mom. Yeah, I I don't even know if I'll go with all that. It'll just be here's mom. Yeah, uh, back then also, I don't know if you're interested in this in any way. But, I am very interested uh, in this. But we call it a headstone. Naturally, that's because that's where the head is. But this is something I had no clue about because it's not common anymore. But there's also a footstone. I was going to make a joke about that. There, 
Or, yeah, yeah, you can't joke about it because it's actually true. Okay. I've never seen the footstone. Yeah, there it's older cemeteries. It's not really commonly used anymore. So what is it? Is it? It's kind of like it the headstone, like a, only smaller, and and by the feet. <laughs> is it one of the ones that just lay flat, or does it look like a bed from a distance? No, no. Usually, it's a uh, so it's so the headstone may stand erected, or it may be flat, but the footstone is typically flat, and can be mown over. Mown over. I like that. Did they do it so they didn't accidentally dig up? The person farther up? No, I think they just did it to tell how tall people are. Yeah. So yeah. they're like, oh, look at this guy. He only needs, there's only like three feet in between yeah. the head, headstone and the footstone. This guy, oh. was a, this guy was a total midge. <laughs> Little person. I don't, th- I don't think that's correct. I don't think they really like anything that identifies them as pipsqueak maybe is a good one i think that, that's what they that. like yeah, yeah. Pipsqueak. that's the new politically correct term when you meet them you don't you don't shake hands you tossle their hair hey sir it's mr pipsqueak <laughs> who said that where are you i've had it up to here <laughs> well that's good i got ways to go all right ways. who wants who wants i got a i got an interesting one so this was in honolulu Ooh. Uh, I just say it because Honolulu, that, Korea. Yeah, obviously, that's All there's right. so many of them. It's Honolulu, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to identify that because the word Kahuna is in here. Is it a big Kahuna? Uh, I think it's an average Kahuna. Um, so I love how they worded this too. An unarmed person was beaten to death with a Bible during a healing ceremony gone wrong. While he was being treated, the family. D- summoned a kahuna who decided the person was possessed and decided hitting him in the head with the Bible was the best way to treat this. And eventually he beat him to death with a Bible. He was also brought up on charges of manslaughter. If anyone cares, I'm glad it wasn't murder. (laughs) (laughs) I can only imagine what that person was feeling. It's like, I'm really sick. Can you guys help me out? And they just get a doctor to beat him to death with a book. I, I don't know why he would just stand there after the first one, but he's just keep taking <laughs> like, like, did, like, Oh yeah. No, no. That, a little harder guys. A little harder. Come on. Hit me once more. Like, so did he go down and then just get jumped on and just continue the pummeling? I don't know. Maybe it was a bunch of Bibles, but that was the one that finished off. Yeah. Like one of those old school family Bibles. It's like 25 feet <laughs> thick. Yeah. It, it was the the original Bible, the one with like the sta- forty. It was freaking- the stone tablet. Watch out! <laughs> he was beaten. Yeah, I like that. So oh no, that clearly clearly the person doing the beating was a big Kahuna to to, to unleash a Bible's fury with such uh, astronomical capacity, just they, bludgeoning this guy to death. Right, his family just stood there and helped. Either like, that, or this guy was super down. weak. Yeah, well, I, he had malaria, so I mean, it's completely possible it could have been one hit with the Bible and he died. If it was a hardcover. Ah, my cranium. Now, when the uh, when the coroner did the post-mortal assessment, did they find out was he actually possessed? Or was um, it just the malaria? It's actually a 90 degree from there. I don't think you can really find out if someone's possessed in a post-mortem. I feel like they can. Uh-huh. It's post-mortem, and it just gets up and walks away. 
Like, yeah, wow, you know, maybe, that dude was obviously possessed. Maybe the coroner's like, oh, yeah, oh, my gosh, this is what happened. And then all of a sudden, some type of weird effect happens to him. And he was like, oh, that was kind of weird. And then just keeps on about his business, not realizing <laughs> that the possession is now on the coroner. Could have happened. Yeah, I've well, seen movies. Yeah, that I think that true. was in Ghost Dad. I don't remember. <laughs> Ghost Dad wasn't really my go-to for possessions. I don't think he was possessed anyway. It was just a dad who was a ghost. I got one more. It was Bill Cosby, um, actually. I don't think he was possessed. He may have been roofied. Yeah, maybe. That's the best way to go. I'm not possessed. I've been roofied. Best night of my life, said no one. <laughs> the best night I can't remember. Right? All right. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, Rasputin. I and read they, about Rasputin. I was like, holy cow. That guy had it rough there towards the end. Uh, that guy was a beast toward the end. I could only imagine how terrifying he was when he wasn't dying. So tell me about Rasputin. Cause I feel like both of our listeners don't know about it either. <laughs> it's true. Well, we're just going to stop now with Rasputin. I just want people to know it was crazy and just, we'll leave him hanging. And he's got a pretty cool name. Like who wouldn't like to be named Rasputin? That is. Yeah. So, he was consuming tea and cakes and wine, which had been laced with cyanide. Um, the person who did the lacing um, was upset because the cyanide was not affecting him. So then he shot him once in the chest and believed he died from that. But after a while, he leapt up and attacked the would-be murderer, who freed himself and fled. Rasputin then chased him down. At this point, he's still dying from cyanide and a gunshot wound. Just, it doesn't sound like he's dying at all. Okay, he was reinvigorated by the gunshot wound while he was dying from cyanide, maybe? It seems like this is the guy that Hulk was written about. Like, <laughs> that's my guess. Um, he's just getting pissed and angry and turning green. So, the stairs, right? the stairs. They should have just named him Rasputin in the comic series. So he chased his would-be murderer into a courtyard where he was then shot again. And then doesn't say how soon after that he died, but he then succumbed to his injuries. See, I read something a little different that well, yours they rolled matter. him up in the carpet, yeah. cut a hole in the lake and threw him in the lake. It turns out he drowned there finally. Oh, did it? It didn't give me the rest of it here. It does talk about You have him to go to page wrecked. two. Yeah. <laughs> it's there this is, whole is, other page. <laughs> there is a blue link at the bottom, but man, we're not... <laughs> It's I just, cared, but not enough to follow the yeah. hyperlink. I feel like that was enough. I was just so blown away by that stack of events on there. I was like, oh, my God. That dude's pretty hardcore. I mean, did, did he, did, I'm wondering, did the guy give him cyanide and then just be like, well, this sucks. It's not going fast enough, like immediately. And well, and, and he, who is this other guy? How, what's the relation? And wine and drank some tea. I, I imagine this didn't happen in like 30 well, seconds. He just stuffed his face. I haven't had any of these ever. They're delicious. He's like, wow, that didn't work, so let's shoot him now. I feel like this was over a small period of time, and cyanide, from what I understand, seems to be pretty deadly. I think they use that in the gas chambers. Isn't it hydrogen cyanide? I I believe so. I know that in many, many spy movies I've seen, the person that gets caught eats cyanide. Yeah, But the only person who ever gets caught is missing a tooth. So that's a prerequisite for a spy is... They could be missing a tooth. They couldn't mm-hmm. pull the tooth out and then put a fakie in there to start with. I'm just throwing that out there. That would imply that you're missing a tooth. 
Well, I thought you meant they were missing a tooth and they had to be to become a spy. I think it's incidental. I think there's like yeah. some grown man who looks kind of secretive yeah. and then he needs a little extra cash. So he yanks a tooth for the tooth fairy. And then uh, next Got thing you know, they're dollar. like, hey, not not only is this guy savvy with how to make money, uh, but he's also missing a tooth. Let's make him a spy. Score. Perfect place for a cyanide capsule. I'm going to be missing a tooth then soon. I'll just start wearing suits and you guys will be like, that guy's a spy. Like, no, I'm not. I got to say what I'm supposed to say. I am totally enthralled by the amount of research you put into Rasputin. Mm -hmm. I don't know what led up to the attempted murder. I don't know what happened. Well, with a name like Rasputin, from what I understand, not the nicest guy ever. Uh, Well, Um, no, he was a punching bag his whole life. His name is Rasputin. (laughs) Give me your lunch money, Rasputin. His mom and dad may as well have named him Body Bag. (laughs) (laughs) He just had a body you wanted to shoot at, right? Here, eat this cyanide, you dummy. (laughs) Thank you, Josh. I couldn't come with a better insult for Rasputin. All right. So I got this guy in japan this was just back in i actually have dates here josh this, I, this happened on october 28th of 2019 in japan i have some dates too did you really want to know that rasputin no. died in 1916 mm, that was the last time someone was ever named rasputin <laughs> <laughs> didn't want him to have to beat out that death that's also back when you could just go down to the to the five and dime and pick up some cyanide right yeah i got I get, rats can I get three cyanides, please? <laughs> three of Just them. three cyanides. I, he's got tea, cake, and a milkshake. He's gonna have afterwards. You're not gonna. You're not gonna eat this, are you? No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's, it's totally. It's for something totally different. Yeah. I'm not gonna feed it to anybody or anything in secret. Did you get that off Wikipedia? No. <laughs> so this guy in uh, last year, we're talking just about a year ago. This guy was a, a huge. Uh, like icon as far as uh, uh, like social media goes, everybody's following this guy. Apparently, oh, he was trendy. I yeah, he was trendy. Say. His name is Ted Zoo. He's a forty-seven-year-old well, guy. Two words or one? One word. Ted okay. Zoo. Okay. And uh, and he liked to do a lot of live streaming, and so he decided, hey, I know nothing about mountain climbing. I'm going to live stream me climbing up, climbing up Mount Fuji. All right. Uh, again, Mount Fuji is a pretty big mountain. Just saying. I think it's the largest one in the world. It's it's from definitely. from the bottom of the mountain, which is below sea level. I think Mount Everest is the largest or the tallest of from sea level. Because you're giving me a look. I think that's actually true. Well, obviously you think it's true. I don't I don't know the facts of it. If only there was I'm some gonna, way we could find yeah, out. I'm not gonna Google it. I don't care that much. We can just go with I'm right. So this guy <laughs> I uh, will vote no. Mount Fuji is one of Japan's three holy mountains and it does stand at 12,389 feet. It's a volcanic summit, right? A lot of people climb up this for religious purposes, but Ted zoo no, not religious purposes. And typically people that climb up Mount Fuji have proper gear, maybe some climbing experience, possibly even some common sense. Ted zoo was like, nah, don't need any of that stuff. I'm just going to climb this here mountain. Common sense is for suckers. And, uh, and he didn't, he, 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 part of the way up, uh, he starts telling this live stream followers, oh yeah, I should have brought some of those warming packs that I could warm my hands up. He has some really thin gloves that clearly, you know, Walmart wouldn't even sell them. Like just the cloth ones, not like even the, actual gloves. Yeah, quite terrible. 
And so he gets up and then uh, the last thing he says is, and this is a direct, well, not the, the second to last thing is he goes, oh, my hands are numb, but I must operate my smartphone. So clearly this guy had fantastic priorities. He says another time, I wish I had brought heat packs. Right. And then, and then the last thing he's heard saying is, wait, I think I'm slipping. Now there is actual video footage of Ted zoo totally wiping out. And falling down the mountain. Is he, he still holding his phone? Uh, uh, so the live stream actually cut out staring at a, at one of his. He had those hiking poles. And uh, it shows a hiking pole in the middle of the air where the video footage cut out. And a whole bunch of people went ahead and called the authorities who found him approximately 1,000 feet down below where he was. And his phone was definitely in close proximity. <laughs> How many likes did he get for that? All of them, I think. I have this image in my mind of like the Jerry Lewis telethon and the, the numbers just scrolling. It's if you see the video, it's quite a steep, uh, quite a steep slope, too. I think it's something like 30 degrees or something. So it's so he's climbing up on a sheet of ice and he's climbing up an area where people descend to the mountain. They don't climb up the part of the mountain because of how slippery it is. Well, he was obviously expert mountain climber. This dude was awesome. He did his research, though. We'll give him that. And yeah, we'll just randomly pick this side, put some very light gloves on so I can keep as much grasp on this smooth sheet of ice I can possibly keep. How far up did he actually make it? Uh, I'm not 100% sure how we'll far he almost made it. all the way, just because that makes No, I don't think he impressive. made it even remotely close to all the way. He probably just got off the trail and fell. It, it, <laughs> he did make it high enough to fall 1,000 feet. <laughs> That's impressive. So probably like a thousand feet. <laughs> it's probably about how far he made it. That does this, make sense. This Ted Zoo guy, he had a uh, man. Oh no. Okay. So he, they found him the next day at 9,800 feet. So he at least made it up to 10,800 feet. So that's pretty wow. high. That's too impressed. He went that far live streaming the whole thing. He had some serious battery life on that. Yeah. He, he also was quite chilly. So, I, I don't understand why this Tedzu guy. Awesome. I think I'm going to take a positive. Page. At 10,000 feet, is the oxygen pretty thin? I know in aircraft, anything over 10,000 feet required pressurized cabin. So would he have been fine if he'd been pressurized? <laughs> he was <Probably>. depressed. <laughs> I guess so, he didn't have any of the hiking gear, like crampon shoes or anything like that. So this guy's uh, pretty amazing. I wish I had crampons. I'm going to take a page from Josh's book over there. And uh, just make some wild assumptions that um, social media is probably the inspiration for a lot of ridiculous deaths around the world. That's not really an assumption you have to leap to. Well, I have no factual basis. Yeah, I have no no factual basis to back that up. Oh, I. You want one? Not from Wikipedia. No, no. This is an actual thing. A girlfriend was was arrested when she shot your girlfriend. No, no, a girlfriend. Somebody's girlfriend. Yes. It's a girl that's a friend for someone, but someone was live streaming. It's like, I got this new body armor. Here's a gun. You should shoot it so I could show people how good it works. It didn't work so good. Ended up shooting him. I think it was a desert eagle he had. So not that that would really, body armor would really stop that very well. But yeah. So case in point, great ideas come from social media. All right. I'm just hoping you didn't have to make an assumption there. There's no leap there. Mount Fuji, after I Googled it, I'm just going to go with is still the tallest mountain. Uh, for our listeners, it is not, but it is. I'm going with it. 
Stick to those guns, it's right? It's not even the highest climb from sea level, is it? <laughs> no, it's not at all. Hell not no. <laughs> no, I went through. Isn't Everest like 29,000 feet or something like that? Yeah, but that's Ish. from sea level up. That That's how most elevation is measured. <laughs> is it? Not yes, <laughs> that's why they call it from sea level. Not my <laughs> elevation. That's how some elevation can actually be negative because it's below <laughs> sea level. <laughs> like New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's too soon. Ted's <laughs> New Orleans has been a place for a long time. <laughs> now that's a place that's depressed. Nice. Actually, I take it back. That was pretty nice. You know, I want this sound effect. We're going to go through all of them until we get to it. And then we'll Every play time. it afterwards. Every time. <laughs> you got the good. We don't do anything like that. I guess that you could. That would be like serious. Mm-hmm. Fact based I'm material. For, I'm for reals here, guys. Better hit that button. Don't hit, hit it. You got one? No, I don't come on hardware, software. Okay. <laughs> you just ruin the moment. So, uh, going back to that social media thing, I do think that social media inspires a lot of insanity and ridiculous people, but it's also a generation of people, right? And I'm not too far removed from that, but there are people doing things that are stupid, like this guy. Just earlier this year down in Australia, uh, decided that he was going to do a handstand over uh, like on a railing that's over a sinkhole down quite a bit lower than than where he was. Right. So this is like 100 plus feet down below. And he does a handstand on a handrail that kind of projects over the sinkhole. And uh, yeah, so they found him at the bottom of that thing. I had no idea that, that was going to happen at the end of your story there. Yeah. I thought he was going to be completely fine. Yeah, did you? Yeah. Well, I, apparently he didn't know that they drained the water, so <laughs> <laughs> did a header right into the bottom of that thing. Like the guy you see. I think that. if you're doing a handstand, you would that would be one of the first things you see is Maybe he was really scared and he had his eyes shut the whole time. Maybe. Oh dude's pretty cool. I I'm guessing he was a he was probably posing for a picture. And it was at three AM, which is clearly the time when all intelligence stops. Well, that makes sense. The though. witching hour. Well, that makes sense then. It was really dark. He just had to assume there was water down there. I, like, oh, th- when I sorry. fall, there'll be a big splash. I, I guarantee it. There was a splash. It was just him. It was. It was not a splash of water. No, it was more a of a splat. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. I bet he doesn't try that again. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But people were doing stupid stuff before that. Because here's what I got. Uh, she was a health food advocate. Basil Brown, 48 years old, uh, died from liver damage after consuming 70 million units of vitamin A and 10 U.S. gallons of carrot juice over 10 days. Uh, Yes, if you're wondering, her skin turned bright yellow before this happened. I'm I'm just, uh, I'm kind of perplexed here. Who, Who hasn't done that before? I know, right? Who hasn't down 10 gallons? How many carrots do you have to juice to get 10 gallons of juice? I honestly don't know. Every carrot I've ever eaten has been really dry. <laughs> so I can only imagine it's an astronomical amount. <laughs> carrots do have juice. <laughs> <laughs> do you milk them? <laughs> Maybe. Josh is eating the raisin equivalent of a carrot. Well, I'm not a carrot fan anyway. So, you know, why... Why pick the cream of the crop carriage? I'm not going to like it anyways. I'm going to get the ones that are at the back all dried out. Got I don't want a white flavor juicy carrot to change my yeah. opinion of the carrot. 
Yeah, I'll just soak it in water before I eat it. And it's kind of juicy. Awkward silence. Throw that in there. That was a weird, weird one. Yeah. I got one. Uh, it's in Texas, and it involves two people. Um, the individual that died, probably not the, the horrendous part, but the person who did the killing. So a homeless man in Texas was struck by a car and the driver had been drinking and taking drugs that night. And uh, this individual's torso became lodged in the windshield of the car with severe, but not immediately life-threatening injuries. Hold on. I have to. So his legs aren't there anymore. Just his torso. His torso became lodged as in, in the midsection through the window. Oh, so he's head first into the window. Or leg first. Yeah. I don't know. It didn't specify the, that part. I can only think the leg first part would be if he jumped into the air to avoid being hit by a car. Or if he got That's hit crazy. and somersaulted over the hood, maybe. I don't know. Physics, man. Anyway, back to the story. <laughs> Sorry, I was just trying to understand. So the Words driver drove home and left the car in the garage with this individual still lodged in the windshield. The individual repeatedly visited the person stuck in the windshield, even <laughs> apologizing for My hitting bad. him. Um, the guy passed several hours later and the individual was tried. The person driving was tried and convicted of slaying that individual and received a 50 year prison sentence. Wow. And he didn't understand. It was what I said. Sorry. <laughs> I wonder what the guy that was stuck in the windshield was saying at that point. Oh, it's cool, dude. It's cool. Don't worry. I'm walking off tomorrow. No but, bigs. I know you didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. How how good. can you think that's going to have a good ending for you at any point? No matter how much you've had to drink, um, never had the drugs, but I've drank and had a few drinks. How do you think having a body stuck in the windshield of your car and pulling it into your garage and repeatedly visiting the person? Hey, I'm sorry. We're cool, right? We're cool. Everything's all right. Well, well ob- obviously that goes over really well. It's only 50 years. The visiting portion, I totally understand. But here's here's a fun story. Uh, when I, I had just uh, – it was the first car that I purchased. It was a four-door Altima. And uh, my oldest daughter's mom decided that she was going to drive the car. We had only owned it for like three or four days maybe. She drove the car, saw another car, a Camaro, turning left into the gas station that she was pulling out of and uh, decided, oh, well, I guess I can go and totally smashed the back of the guy's car and then took off, left the scene because we just bought the car and uh, didn't have insurance on it. But of course you have 30 days of coverage naturally built in. And uh, her first thing, she pulled it into the garage and was like, Oh yeah, I'm staying here. I feel like she probably would have taken the guy home as well. (laughs) Parked in the garage, probably said, sorry, didn't know like, Maybe a body shop can rub that guy out. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just curious. How, I'm just curious now how that ended for her. Uh, Did you guys get away with it? Well, I would like to point out that I am not implicit in that crime. Like I was not present for that. True, but she's like, I'm staying here and didn't tell you anything that happened. So the story is completely hypothetical. No, this all it absolutely happened. But uh, but then I, I just told her, hey. Uh, keep the car in the garage because <laughs> now you have uh, committed what's called a hit and run, which in the United States is known as a felony. So don't, don't show your face outside again. Would and you, then, would uh, you say it's felonious? Yes. That's a, that's, that's another way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and uh, so then I just 
called a body shop, asked them to fix it, called the cops to make sure that nobody else reported. That guy must not have had insurance because he didn't report anything. And they were just cool with nobody reporting it. Yeah, I even called the police department at one point just just ask, and they were like, "No, no that did, that didn't happen. It wasn't it wasn't right. along lines of I don't really like her today. Hey, what can you guys yeah. do for me? Another 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 fun fact that uh, uh, was that we had so before that I had a truck. Her very first time ever driving it, jackknifed a trailer, totally destroyed my bumper. Bought a brand new uh, SUV a little bit later on. Very first time she ever drove it, backed right into a telephone pole. Her and brand new cars. They don't get along very well. I feel like you made terrible decisions along the way, too. Yeah. Why was she still allowed to drive these things? Well, she wasn't really allowed to. I don't allow someone to. I don't own anybody. Except my kids. I own them. Well, you own the cars, too. Yeah. Like, if you owned her, I imagine, you know, it'd be a whole different... We won't go there. Never mind. We'll just stop that one before it gets out of control. Yes. That's that's the <laughs> tangent retrieval time. Yeah. I reeled that one back in. Well done, Josh. That's Thank the you. first time that you ever made sense. <laughs> Here's another good one. Uh, this individual in California died after being struck in the face by an airborne fire hydrant. Ooh, I read that one. That is crazy. So he's walking along the sidewalk, minding his business, and Ooh, a car blows a tire, Maybe swerves, hits the fire hydrant, which in turn strikes him in the face. Is this one? Wow. Is this one of the locations where if you're ugly, you couldn't walk the street? So maybe this was premeditated. <laughs> There's an ugly dude. It's hit him with a fire hydrant. I think it probably could have gone better if you just hit the person. Like, what are your odds of hitting the fire hydrant at just the right angle to hit that guy in the face as he's walking? Apparently pretty good. I think at that point, it's just your time. There really isn't, you know, no avoiding that. That's, what is it, that movie Final Destination? Yeah. I know it is pretty crazy. I, I don't know how much a fire hydrant weighs or anything like that, but it's designed to hold a lot of pressure back. So I imagine it didn't just strike him in the face. It probably went right through. I wonder if his face, his last thought was how many dogs peed on this. (laughs) I imagine it was, Oh shit, a fire hydrant. I don't know. I was just like, no, (laughs) no, I I wish I would have ducked faster. (laughs) There was a, uh, one time up at Aberdeen when we were doing explosive testing, there was a rocket. Uh, it was a, a Miklik rocket. It was supposed to pull out all this like lo- massive explosive line charge. Right. And, uh, and the rocket launches and it's got two wires that are holding onto it. And one of them snaps and it hangs a hard left and goes right over the head of this crowd of people. And me being the senior explosive guy there uh, and being in charge of this uh, terrified the crap out of me. And literally, the only words that came, literally, that was what that word was supposed to mean. That's all right. <laughs> literally, the, the only thing that came out of my mouth was, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> those, those people nearly died. And um, I was just like, ah, oh, this is going to suck. <laughs> no, I like Fortunately, it. no one was harmed. Oh, no. <laughs> that's good. That's, I like that. That's really, that's probably the most appropriate reaction to Something that severe ever. I didn't cuss. I didn't throw anything. I just said, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. It broke a few trees in half, but that's it. Ah, Nobody cares about trees. Well, you never know if hippies are going to listen to this. Josh, chill out. Sorry, he is alienating everybody. I I feel like that's my job here. First, you attack New Orleans. (laughs) Now you attack (laughs) hippies. Well, I mean, I didn't attack New Orleans. We just had the whole thing about being below sea level. Mm -hmm. You said it was depressed. I said too soon. 
I think I was standing up for it. Were you? I don't know. You were standing up for the topography of <laughs> New Orleans? Yes. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I'm not a cartographer. I don't even know where it is. <laughs> Say, topography, give me relief. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, back to That's your map joke. Your gentleman who died lodged in a windshield. There was another one very similar to that. Um, they were driving home, and his passenger decided he was going to be sick and lean out the window to throw up. As that happened, the driver swerved a little bit too far to the right, and the passenger then struck a telephone pole hanging outside the car. Not the telephone pole, but the passenger. <laughs> Just wanted to clear that one up. Uh, he then drove home, parked in the car, parked his car in the driveway, not even in the garage, and then the police were called the next morning when the neighbor noticed uh I'm not sure what you'd call the victim in this one. Messy. Mutilated body hanging from the car window. Yeah. That's another unusual one. Uh, It's not that unusual when you look at the circumstances involved, but it's, it's not unusual that that caused a terminal (laughs) incident or to be in love with anyone. Mm -hmm. Sudden impact with stationary objects. I, I hear that's bad. The deceleration, yeah, of your body. Yeah. It makes funny noises, and then you cease to be. Here's one that I remember from maybe like two years ago, maybe 2018. Do you guys remember when there was this guy, he was a missionary, and he was trying to contact some remote Indian tribe that was known as the most remote tribe? Like they hadn't oh, yeah. had any contact since the 1800s, because in the 1800s, Englishmen came there, some or somebody, I don't know, if they could have been Spaniards, I didn't, but they, they got all these people sick and they died. So now they this tribe now has a strict no whiteies policy. And so, damn, so they're just damn uh, whiteies. And so they're just like, nah, we're not going to let anybody in here. And this guy thought he knew better. And so he was like, oh, no, it's cool. I'll go, I'll go see these guys. I'll go give them hugs. And so they drop this guy that the boater drops him off. He's like, I don't think it's a good idea, but if you want, I, it'll cost 20 bucks. I'll give you a ride out there. Gives him a ride to the island, drops the guy off. The last thing that, uh, so, so as the boat was getting there and the guy's like, shuttling himself in because they dropped him in you know it wasn't it wasn't uh deep water but they dropped him in the water and he started wading in there they start shooting arrows at him this tribe is shooting arrows at him and the boat driver stills like ah you've got this right see ya (laughs) and and then the last thing they see uh is the they're dragging this guy's lifeless body into the into the jungle now obviously nobody else went there so they never found the body but uh but that happened only a couple of years ago oh yeah i remember uh that same island, uh, there's a one of those small planes that do the water. A carrot? <laughs> yes, a carrot. A seaplane? Yes, that's oh, a seaplane. Oh, yeah, that's the word. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a plane on the Words. water? It's got pontoons. Yeah, it's like I, it can land on the sea. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a plane. <laughs> so, yeah, the plane with the thing in the water and stuff, like we said. Um, one of those flew over to see how the tribe was doing, I guess, or to do an assessment of it. And it comes back with just arrows sticking out of the bottom of the plane, hundreds of them too. They apparently don't like planes either. I recall that uh, that was in the same article. I read about this dude walking into the, into the jungle there. Like, Hey guys, what's up? How did he not think that was going to happen? No, it's cool. I was sent by Jesus. Yeah. I mean, well, how did he see that going? Yeah. Cause they're one of the only cannibalistic tribes still, around too aren't they Is i don't that know that the, i don't know that they are cannibalistic i don't recall that being in the article when i read it well, i feel like waste not whatnot uh 
I don't think that applies to. Yeah, humans. I don't think defending your territory. I'm talking about after equals, you kill the guy. You know, how it goes back again this? to the defending your territory from outsider. Doesn't necessarily equate to cannibal. Let's kill the guy and eat him. Wait, what? What? <laughs> no, <laughs> Bill. Come on, Bill. This is Oregon. We know cannibalism is illegal in Oregon. That's the only place it's illegal, too. By the way, uh, uh, another one. I find this one interesting just because. So they were directing uh, a mini series, and on the set there was a helicopter. Uh, they actually had the blade spinning. Uh, one of the one guys, of, one of the spinny flyy thingies. Yeah, you know, it's it's like a blade on a helicopter. You know, a rotor. No, is that a blade on a helicopter? <laughs> I thought that just did the internet. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he got too close to it and was partially decapitated. I thought decapitated kind of just meant one thing or the other. The other one, partially decapitated, he got a really deep cut in his neck, but it took him five hours to die. Oh, I thought maybe that it was like terrible. I figured like partially decapitated. Maybe he was like one of those uh, conjoined twins, like had two heads, yeah. cut off one of them. So he was only partially decapitated. Ooh, that makes sense. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I just came up with that right now. That was good. I liked it. But no, I, I imagine if you are half halfway have your head cut off you're halfway have your head cut off yeah it's like man just just hold it back up there to heal it's just a scratch just wait for it to clot you'll be fine head above your heart head above your heart yeah, right <laughs> so you won't bleed out if that if that happens but no it was just partially decapitated and took him five hours to die it just kind of well, was somebody away. the way you phrase that it sounds like all right this happened let's just see how long it takes him to die I mean, was there any medical aid rendered at all, or was this their place in bets? What am I, a doctor? I don't know. He, he had a DNR. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I could still talk. Just, just No, sir, we can't. You have a DNR. We can't, <laughs> we can't help you. We need those precious organs. I don't know. Maybe they just put his head in a jar. It's like we saw this in a movie once. Let's see how it actually works. I don't know. It was interesting. Here's one. Uh, a guy in Washington was killed. During an attempt to heat up a lava lamp bulb on his kitchen stove. So apparently the lava lamp did not heat up fast enough for him. This is the society we live in anymore. The instant gratification. So I will put my lava lamp on the stove. And when it shattered, he was impaled with shards of glass. Maybe he just really liked the ambiance of a lava lamp and just thought, I don't really have an outlet available in my kitchen. What's the next best thing? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think that that could be accurate. This is somebody who clearly doesn't know how a lava lamp works. You turn on a lava lamp and you leave it on. You just leave it on. Once a lava lamp is turned on, it stays on. This is a guy who was 17 years old. It ha- I'm just guessing. It happened last year. Again, <laughs> again, a guess. He had never even heard of a lava lamp. When he heard of it, he was like, "Oh, awesome!" He probably thought it was real lava, and he was trying to heat it up. <laughs> and. Uh, and so he was like, "Oh man, I, like what the hell? I I ordered it just that quick. How can I? How can it? How come it can't turn it on and the lava starts flowing?" Yeah, he opened the box. He's like, "How do I get the lava in there?" Yeah, the the other the other half that it doesn't show is he was actually heating that lava to murder someone else, <laughs> and karma bit him. I think right in the there's water. a story about that. I would have tried the microwave. That's what I'm really surprised that I didn't see in there. Really, you just jump straight to microwave. Yeah, because what was it? What is everybody? Honestly, who uses a stove anymore? Everybody goes to the microwave. The only thing I got for I that was expecting is, the microwave explosion. 
maybe he thought something like, oh, this is from, you know, they, they created these things in the 60s, so they didn't have microwaves back then. I probably have to heat it on the stove. So he probably had some kind of weird, ridiculous <laughs> some rational logic. So I'm just throwing this out there. Uh, all the lava lamps I've ever seen are decent size, so I don't think they'd fit in a microwave very well. well Nor the- could you really enjoy the ambiance of lava lamping. Is that, is that, is that really a verb? It's a ver- yeah. It's the act of lava lamp. <laughs> <laughs> Past tense. There's the word of our day. I was lava lamping. <laughs> Dude, Not a g- sweet. What are you doing in there all day? I'm lava lamping. And cleaning my room. I think that's called being a stoner. <laughs> totally lava lamping it up, bro. Right? That's the best way to do it. So here's one more. Well, we have plenty more, but this is another one. Uh, a, diver, another one. Yes. It's not another one. Those are two different words, right? That's a another one. Is yes, that correct? It's another one. All right. Just, just like make- just like last time, it's a legal. Mm-hmm. It's just one legal. So mm-hmm. this is just a another one. Mm-hmm. So it's just one A more. singular another one. <laughs> yes, it's just one more from the previous another ones. <laughs> But a Norwegian diver was explosively dismembered in a diving bell accident. Apparently, he was exposed to an eight-atmosphere change in air pressure, which instantaneously forced his body through a 60-centimeter diameter opening. That sounds terrible. I love how he he was the main one of it, but there were three other divers killed. Yeah, well, he clogged the tubes. So they, they, <laughs> well, either that or he hit them when he came out of the tube. Maybe. It's like, but they weren't important enough to be part of the story except as, you know, these other three. How did the bell lose pressure that quickly? That's amazing. Uh, a oh. 60 diameter in 60 centimeter diameter hole would be my guess. It was just too much pressure and yeah. the, the, it couldn't handle it anymore. Maybe those three dudes were on the outside. It's like, what's this window do? They open it up. Dude just flew out. I don't know. And per Boyle's law, you got to get sucked right out of that thing and shot to the surface. (laughs) That's that's true. It's a real thing. Boyle's law. It is. It has to do with botulism, right? Or boils. (laughs) Sanitizing things. (laughs) You got to boil that. It's the law. Mm -hmm. Another one, just because I have I'm having fun with these. Wait, wait. This is a. Another one. Yes, just one more another. <laughs> you mashed those together, so I wasn't sure you said another one, and I was like, well, I was throwing off. I was just making sure that it was a another one. Yeah, we got to keep going with this. Or right. is it an another? Mm. Don't be so redundant. Jeez. I didn't hear what? I said you can say that again. There you go. All right. Uh, so Dick Wortham, best name ever. Totally uh, worth. He was a tennis linesman, one of the dudes that sits in the big chair. Um, he died because he was struck in the groin with a tennis ball and then fell out of his chair. How hard do you got to get hit with a tennis ball to fall out of a chair? Probably to die. No, it's the falling out of the chair that killed him. I oh, imagine. The re- that's not the way you read it though. I'm sorry. Did I pause at the worst possible time? No, you said he got hit in the groin with a tennis ball and, and fell, then out, of fell out of his chair. So it wasn't the fall that killed him. Yeah, it was. All right, Buck, help me out here. I understand your point. However, I also <laughs> knew that Josh was uh, mentally 
disadvantaged, and so I understood where he was going with this. I got hit in the head with a tennis ball. Yeah, it fell out but of I the didn't chair. fall out of the chair. No, no, you just didn't fall out of one of those chairs that's up in the sky. Yeah, I was just in a scalding chair. chair. Yeah, I feel like they should have seat belts in those because those are really high. Wonder, you guys ever use uh, those tennis guys are really accurate. That must have been on purpose. Also, how how do you get the groin <laughs> that you're sitting sideways? His groin at is the, <laughs> at the net. That must have been a wicked serve, man. He has a really tall groin. <laughs> it sticks up past his legs by about three inches, so it just came right in sideways. Totally worth him. <laughs> <laughs> he just wears very, very specific pants that really changes the geography of his groin. The 1970s gym coach shorts <laughs> squeezes them all to the top. <laughs> He's got a moose knuckle just sitting right on his lap the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't like that guy. Let's that's a perfect target. Let me hit that as hard as I can with a tennis ball. That'll be funny. Lo and behold, it was hilarious until he fell out of his chair. Maybe he was just like a baby and he was overreacting. Like like one of my kids gets oh he's a soccer player that accidentally flicks him in the face and they wah and they hit the ground like a sack of potatoes or the Kool Aid Man going down from getting kicked. Yeah, in maybe the tights. there, there was just, some confusion with the sports. Maybe he thought he was in a soccer match. Yeah, yeah. he forgot he was sixty feet in the air on one of those stupid chairs. Immediately falls. Oh god, this was a terrible idea. I think if you're in a chair sixty feet above the tennis court, you're not the most effective line judge. I know it depends on how good your eyesight yeah, it's, is. It's really only about like 10 feet, maybe even a little bit less. I don't like heights very much, and it looks like 60 feet. Obviously, that wasn't one of the grass courts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that would really make a big difference. It just took a header. It's grass instead of clay. <laughs> is that is that the big difference there, I guess? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I learned something today. That's the only thing I'm going to take away from this. Is that courts? That and tennis another. courts are played on both grass and clay. Tennis oh, wait, courts tennis are games. played. <laughs> tennis games are played on courts that are either grass or clay. I believe they're called matches. No, I don't need any. Thank you. But so, anywho, I'm just trying to understand the court mm-hmm. or the or the match being played on a court that it's grass. So the court is just the lines, so it doesn't matter what the surface is. Is that what we're saying? No, that's actually how they play professional tennis is either on clay or grass courts. That's a real thing. That's not something I'm making up. I didn't think you were making it up. I'm just trying to understand. I've never seen a grass court. Have you ever seen like professional tennis people that like those those ladies that hit the ball they're like, ah, really loud when they smack the ball? And then have you ever seen that sometimes they're playing on a red court and sometimes no. the court is green? Have you ever seen that? I thought it was just painted green. No, that's grass. Really? Yes. You're not. You're not making that. I'm up. not making that, that up. Totally looks like it's. it's, it's <laughs> I know what it looks like because I'm smiling, but, but I'm smiling at how like how little you know about tennis, and I don't even watch tennis. <laughs> I don't even. He just turns the sound way up. He doesn't have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing in there? There's a lot of that and squeaking shoes. That's all I know. Why are you sweating? How do their shoes squeak tennis. on grass? <laughs> They probably you're confusing the clay courts and the grass courts. Don't they just have the clay court painted green at some point? I'm just curious. The the only way I've seen it. uh, uh, So 
I, I'd have to look it up to know specifics <laughs> because I don't know. No, like I don't watch tennis. Just make a wild uh, assumption. We're but, just going with that right but now. But the green, green ones are grass that's cut really, really short. And then red is just a clay. That's actually how they can tell if the ball was in or out when they dispute with the line judge prior to them falling out of the chair and making a header off the, the court. The spot. Yeah. They go, oh, come take a look over here. You can see where it hit the clay. There's a dent in the grass. Really? Let me dive off my chair to check that. I don't think they can check so much in the grass as they can in the clay. But, the, but, their, but their shoes would squeak in the clay, probably. See, it just blew. You just blew my mind. It wasn't me. It was the tennis people. <laughs> it's very sophisticated. Well, just the fact that you had that much information. I, w- I don't have that much information. That was a lot more than I had, obviously. Well, yeah, but that's on most topics. Oh, <laughs> but count it. Sh- Hit that seal button for me. Nah. It's his first day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. You forgot to hit the other four before you got to that one. So did you guys, uh, I don't know if you saw anything about this in the news back in. Uh, the, yes. Yes, so, I did. So the guy died in March of, of 2020, 17 March to be specific. Oh, was that this year? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this year. Uh, so this guy, uh, well, it was actually two guys. Uh, uh, they, they go out looking for a buried treasure chest. And apparently it's based off of this book. The thrill of the chase is the name of the book. And some author wrote about how there's, uh, like this great place where you can go find $2 million worth of gold. Um, and so these guys decide, Hey, we're not going to be prepared. We're just going to go look and see if we can find this gold. Let's, you know, let's not prepare appropriately. Are they related to the guy from Japan from earlier? Um, I, I suspect they must be. I'm just curious. How would you prepare appropriately? Um, so sleeping like, bags, tents. I mean, you're, these guys are going to go look for this in the middle of the, so it's on the Colorado Utah border at near the dinosaur national monument. And these guys are going to... I didn't know that was a national monument. Like, yeah, it's a it monument for dinosaurs? A national one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> only only our dinosaurs. No other, no other dinosaurs are memorialed by this. Yeah, it's not an international. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's monument. only for... Yeah, it's just a national It's only monument. for the Colorado raptor. No, that would be a state monument. This is a national monument. <laughs> 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 So, so these guys decide, so he gets, so this guy, uh, uh, decides, Oh, I'm not only am I going to go look for this, but I'm going to also talk my 65 year old buddy into going with me as well. So they take off, they, they left Denver. They just had a couple of candy bars, some bottles of water. And then of course the guy's book that tells them, you know, all the secrets of how to find this $2 million worth of gold. They sound like they're overprepared right now. I'm just throwing that out there. So they go, right? They they rent these snowmobiles because they do this in February. The first time is in February. Now it makes more sense why they're not prepared. Thank they, you. They rent some snowmobiles. They uh, The guy that they rent them from uh, takes note of where they're going, and he's like, well, all right, you guys are idiots. Go ahead. And so they take and off on the, the snowmobiles. Fact they're in shorts and t-shirts. Well, I don't know what they're wearing. It doesn't talk about that. We can just go with that, right? All now. right. Yeah, these guys, these idiots with shorts on on <laughs> snowmobiles. So, that, so they take off, and then when they don't come back at night, uh, and so this this happened on March seventeenth, um, Friday the twentieth. They uh, finally he talks the the snowmobile renter talks 
the rescue crew into going out and looking for them. They find the snowmobiles and about a mile away from the snowmobiles, they find the guys who are both alive, but on like they're going to die in the next day or two, right? Like they're on the edge. So they come back, they fully recover. And a month later, they decide to do it again. And this time, do they prepare? Nah, screw it. We, we know better this time. So, that was just bad luck last time. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, they, so they decide to head out again. And uh, this time, they're heading out in June of 2020. And, uh, and, and they take off, and he talks his 65-year-old buddy into going again. And his buddy's like, yeah, we'll do it. All right. I've had a full You think life. they'll run a snowmobiles in June? Uh, I don't think they rented snowmobiles this time, but the dude definitely died that time. They had to take him out in a body bag, and uh, maybe he was just really cold. And the, and his buddy, his sixty five year old buddy, isn't like talking. Uh, like they, re- he refuses to say anything about their experience up there. And uh, they go a little broke back mountain. Uh, they probably <laughs> did. That's my guess. He was really cold, and I liked it that way. So. <laughs> So now the author, the guy, I think we should cut out the sound effects from you. The guy, I'm glad you're figuring out the the buttons as of right now. I'm sorry, Buck. I just have to go ahead. Comment on his terrible button operation skills. He only has eight buttons. I'd like to point that out. I mean, this isn't like, I imagine a radio station, like your whole desk would be buttons and it wouldn't be like, uh, it's the fourth teal button from the left. Anyway, oh, sorry. So among this uh, pandemic, they these guys go out, and of course, one of them dies. Um, the two men did rent snowmobiles again this time, only, and they found them like a, a a little ways away from the snowmobiles again. So it's pretty much the exact same thing. I hope it's well, the same spot they got stuck the first time. So now, actually, almost in the exact same spot, <laughs> almost yeah, almost identical in the exact same spot. Don't so want to break any I, records again. Even after the crews told them, like, no, if you you need to be near the snowmobiles. Like they did, they still were like, ah, screw it. We'll walk, get away from these snowmobiles. <laughs> um, so the, his friend barely survived and still refuses to talk about the ordeal. Now, in June of the, of this year of 2020, Forrest Fenn is the author of this book who talks about this $2 million in gold and whatever. And so now he is saying, oh, yeah, it was found. But he's not telling anybody who found it. Uh, so, <laughs> so I think this guy's like, ah, crap. I can be sued for a lot of stuff here. And so I'm just going to let everybody know if they, that uh, we found it because only a moron would go looking for this. The type of moron who would rent a snowmobile twice, run out of gas twice, and walk twice, nearly dying the first time and actually dying the second time. But the 65-year-old dude did fine. So well, I'm starting to notice a trend here that leads toward foul play. Well, he, Hey, look at this trust, chest, trust, chest filled with $2 million. Hmm, that's convenient. Only I saw it. Well, well he wasn't murdered. He was. He, he died of coldness. Coldness. <laughs> yeah. Um. I imagine Darwinism. The sixty-five-year-old man obviously overpowered him, held him down in the snow until he died. That's one thing sixty-five-year-old men are known for: holding being, being, being able to overpower younger, stronger people. Obviously, it's old man strength. You've never heard of that. I have a theory on that, by the way. I think it runs out when you're like 62. Like when, when, oh. the day you're 65 eligible. 65 and a half is when it runs out. I think the day you're eligible for Social Security, you no longer have old man strength. I, I you, thought it was AARP you had to turn it in when you got that card. Oh, uh, it could be. I, I think AARP, you can get it 55 or something. 
Oh, well, thank you for the sponsorship, AARP. Clearly, that's who would sponsor the show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just planning. Mm -hmm. So uh, Jimmy Ferrozo was a bouncer at the Condor Club in San Francisco. He died, wow, I love how they word this, while engaging in sexual intercourse. Are there other types of intercourse? Like non-sexual intercourse? Yeah, there's intercourse Pennsylvania. (laughs) That's good. I'm glad they, they... you know, differentiate between that. I didn't want him to engage in intercourse, Pennsylvania yeah, um, well, with his girlfriend, Teresa Hill on a grand piano that was lowered from the ceiling by a hydraulic motor. Mm-hmm. That's how I, that's a, usually how I move around yeah. grand pianos. But so this is where it, I don't understand how exactly it happened. Um, he activated the hydraulic motor and it lifted him up and crushed him between the piano and the ceiling. She survived. So I'm just curious. So he's doing this. So she obviously was not on top of the piano at this point. And he was unable to get off of the piano before he was crushed. So either it hung like 16 inches from the ceiling and they were just doing some amazing acrobatics for this. Or he just laid there and let this happen. It's like, well, that's a ceiling. Uh, It's getting closer. I should think about doing something. Oh, too late. Maybe he just had some kind of like ridiculous mental condition that allowed him to think he could lift a piano. You ever see the guy driving down the freeway holding on to a mattress <laughs> as though he's doing anything yeah. right there? It's like I was very concerned it'd blow away so that hand would do it. But yeah, no, I'm just. I have this vision of the Austin Powers steamroller. No, right. I'm thinking the same thing. I thought you were going to say you had this vision of this whole thing happening. I was going to be like, gross. (laughs) (laughs) That's nasty. (laughs) Well, a grand piano still has legs that are like, I don't know, two or three feet tall. Yeah, but he was on top of the piano and just laid there long enough for it to. And hydraulic lifts aren't usually super fast. Never been around one where it's like, hey, I'm going to lift your car, and it goes fast enough, your car just bounces off at the end. It's like, wee. Yeah, I don't think I'd go back to that garage. I don't think I'd go back to the Condor Club, you know, or at least be near that piano. <laughs> While we're talking about this isn't a this isn't a piano lift, but it's a it's a uh, it's a lift as in an, an elevator. So this, this happened in Australia back in 2000. So there was a guy who was getting off work, and uh, he was with his two buddies, and he dropped his keys down that little crack at the front of the uh, the elevator, you know? And so he w- he wanted to go get them. And so he told his buddies, like, hey, I'm going to go through this access hatch in the roof of the elevator. Can you guys stay here and keep the elevator from moving? So keep the doors open so it doesn't move. And they said, yeah, no problem. So he climbs up, and he get, and he starts shimmying down the side, when all of a sudden the next elevator starts coming down, smashes the dude and wedges so tightly up against the wall that it took the uh, the rescuers three hours. I mean, they didn't rescue him at this. But the, the recoverers <laughs> it took the recoverers three hours just to get the just to pry him out of there. Uh, but the good news is that they got his keys in only like two minutes. Yeah, <laughs> that's very good. That's very good news. Um, now that I don't need them. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was like, oh my, oh my gosh. So <laughs> it just blows me away. Have you ever seen the video? There's one online, somebody in one of those little rascal scooters 
they got irritated that somebody didn't hold the elevator door for them. So they rammed the elevator doors multiple times until they break open and he drives straight into an elevator shaft. That's amazing. What do you search on the internet? Do you find videos? Like You'll that? never know. Cause I delete my history as well. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, your search parameters are hilarious though. Yes. They're either wildly specific or wildly not specific. Because last time we talked about this, you had the elephant video. Yeah, the elephant that sat on the dude. Yeah. Of course, I did watch the Did video. you see it? No, no I didn't. No, you I watched did, your video. I did not look that up, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> You're missing out. In you fact, have not lived. In fact, if it wasn't for like a Facebook video scrolling through endlessly, I wouldn't have seen the uh, the one where the guy was pulling the, the poo fecal pellet out of the elephant. I think I don't think it's a pellet at that point either. I, I feel like it's graduated from pellet from the way you told that story. That was pellet to Volkswagen is what it sounded like. He was pulling a Volkswagen out of that elephant. Cinder block. It was large. It was a large Farva. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want a large Farva. Yep. So there's a there, there, there are a lot of these things. You were talking about in Texas. There was a. Uh, I don't know. I, I was thinking this was in Texas, but it was actually in Louisiana. You could say it's in Texas. It was in Louisiana, but it probably wasn't New Orleans because, uh, you know, I don't think it was depressed. <laughs> uh, but uh, that wasn't my joke. You're looking at me as if I said it was depressed. Okay. I know you don't have any words like that. <laughs> so in 2019, uh, these guys, there was a there was a bridge that was naturally closed. It was a drawbridge. So it was uh, it was up in the up position, which means closed to uh, traffic. Unless uh, you're vehicle boat. traffic open to boat traffic. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go right. really fast. You can make it. And these guys apparently said, ah, screw that. So they go up to the bridge. It was a 32 year old and a 23 year old and a Chevy cruise, which I don't know if you guys know this, but they're known for jumping bridges like that. Yeah. Yeah. They're specifically designed for that from Chevy. They're yeah. the sleeper cell of sports cars. So or just sports cars that can jump bridges. So they go up to the bridge, which has a safety gate down. The guy throws the safety gate up. Of course. At this point, they that might damage the car. Then yeah. he, then At this, I like that. At this point, they, you know, screw all these laws we're going to break, but we are going to open the safety gate. Yeah. Then he, uh, then he backs up a little bit and then accelerates rapidly to the opening of the ramp. Naturally thinking to himself, I'm going to shoot this gap. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Turns out that uh, Chevy cruises don't go that far. They they it took them like two or three days to find them, uh, and they just found a couple of drowned bodies at the bottom of the Black Bayou or Bayou in, <laughs> in Louisiana. <laughs> so that's a double winner right there. Did I read right. that to you? And you just repeated it. I would, say, I would say that's a dead end right there. Oh, hey yo. <laughs> So Did they make any effort to get out of the car once it hit the water? No, I don't think so. I think I'm, they just I'm still trying to picture this because all the drawbridges, whatever you want to call those, that mm-hmm. go up, it, mm-hmm. they look like they're pretty steep. Like yeah. to think that you could hit that in any way, the car would maintain forward momentum without the bumper just holding the wheels off the ground. Well, I think it probably depends on what type of vehicle. And Chevy Cruze, not known for its massive power, they didn't have a, you know, like. A cop car. It wasn't like they were driving an, an Impala oh, yeah. or something like that. <laughs> yeah, an Impala. We're just gonna step up from cruise. Yeah. yeah, so it's not. So it's not like they had the the engine like a 
and, the, and, and, the engine. Yeah, it's not it's like so. That. It's so engine. It's engine. Yes. Uh, they didn't have the engine. They didn't have the suspension they needed. Not the tires they needed. That's somebody like, who's watched Blues Brothers one too many times. I don't yeah. feel like the suspension yeah, that, that's is another, really important at that point. That's another thing is that clearly these guys were not on a mission from God. <laughs> <laughs> Fix a cigarette lighter. Maybe the mission from God was for them to kill themselves trying to jump a bridge. <laughs> the purpose of your life is to merely be an example to others. Yeah. Don't do this, everyone else. <laughs> so hilarious. People, people on. are funny. People find really, really interesting ways to die. But I will tell you, and I don't want to do this in my 30s, but I certainly don't want to go quietly in my sleep. I definitely want it to be an event. Like, for sure. <laughs> Knowing you, a though. A coronary event? Yeah, I don't think your event. Like, I see people say that, and I just try to envision, like, what would be an event that would be something you'd be happy to die with? Um parachuting and my chute doesn't open and that would then, be that would be how you want to go i mean that's that would better be than event. quietly in my sleep at night yeah. i don't feel like that's any better i don't want people my at chute my didn't open. To that like, ground is getting really big and i'm falling really fast yeah i feel I the am, sheer terror with that it yeah, would just you would probably not die. make that a great event yeah. i'm i am for the peacefully in my sleep i mean but, me and darren would uh, be standing by it's like wow this is gonna be eventful actually talking about uh, i actually had a high school chemistry teacher that went parachuting and his chute didn't open and he was still alive. Yeah. Here you just make sure you land completely flat. It was, it was real. Well, I guess he was a big old fat dude. I don't know how he could land flat, like <laughs> oh, land like a bowling ball. Wow. I feel like that's why he survived. But, uh, he always, after that, he always had a, well, I only knew him after that. I didn't know him before that, but he had a permanent smile on his face, but he was also kind of an angry guy. And so it was really, really difficult to know when he was pissed. <laughs> so you just start yelling and be like, Oh, I guess he was serious. Oh, are you just really happy? I called you a dick. That's great. <laughs> Uh, speaking of that, so interesting fact. Of, of there was a, speaking there, of what skydiving. Oh, okay, I wasn't sure. We I'm were sorry. talking about a fat dick just a second ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only kind I know. But no, uh, so there is a guy who jumped out of an airplane and really? landed with safely without a parachute. Ended up making this special. I want to call it a trampoline, but it wasn't. It was more of a net cradle trampoline kind it was of a pickle oh, tester. That. Yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that, that was, was a, amazing. That was a, right? that was a Red Bull sponsored thing. Yeah, that was nuts. Like he yeah. jumped out of a normal airplane, normal altitude, no shoot. I don't imagine how terrifying that was because you know it's I'm a, not an expert or anything with jumping out of airplanes, but I imagine hitting a target that wasn't that big for this case is not an easy task. Tell you one thing, it's it's a good thing it was a normal plane. <laughs> it wasn't a seaplane. No. Those water planes, you know what I'm talking about. Those abnormal planes. <laughs> yeah. But I have a follow-on with that. Um there is a gentleman, uh a veteran skydiver who was doing filming for a skydiving school. Uh he was so into the filming when he jumped out of the airplane he had forgot to put his shoot on. I don't think I would want to go to that school. Yeah, that sounds like a terrible school to go to. <laughs> well, they didn't push them out or anything like that, you know. Did they use the video footage? But uh, it, it, yeah, up to the up to the point. They kept them by the moose. It seems to be the attention to detail part would be a big deterrent for me. Well, everyone else was fine. He probably wasn't part of the school. He's like, you know what you're doing. Can you film this for us? Sure. Are parachutes optional? This is where you jump in with something, Darren. 
Let's use some sound effects. I think anything skydiving is pretty much optional. I can't imagine anyone being forced into that. I, I mean, if you're in the military, maybe. But it's no. still a, like, no, you have to go kill the terrorists. No. <laughs> you don't have a choice. No, as far as skydiving goes, if it's going to be skydiving, I don't think there's a lot of optional to it. Like if you jump out of an airplane without a shoot on, I don't think that's skydiving anymore. That's just a really long suicide. Not really that long. I feel like it's longer than other ways. At least it'd be a lot of fun <laughs> at first. <laughs> um, See, I always a, thought, a bottle of sleeping pills seems like it would take a lot longer than... But you're asleep. You don't know. That's true. Or See, just standing I, in front of a steamroller. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> or going after your keys in the elevator. Yeah. You're right. But no, as far as that goes, I feel like jumping out of an airplane would be the best way to commit suicide, though. You just have a shoot on. So when you change your mind, because parachuting is so fun, you're like I can do that again. And now I have something to live for. Mm-hmm. Or you could go for broke and just not do it. No parachute. Take my shoes off and jump out. What do your shoes have to do with it? I don't know. They always find shoes after people get hit with cars and stuff. So I figured that might be the same thing. Because a lot of people tend to be wearing shoes when they die. Well, he was wearing them before he died. At least of events. (laughs) If you're you're wearing shoes and you go quietly and you sleep at night, people are going to be like, what the hell? Shoes while he's sleeping in bed. (laughs) Seems suspicious. Maybe he needed to die. (laughs) My feet were cold. Yeah, he was wearing his Birkenstocks. (laughs) Just got back from the coal mine. So I was checking this one out. This this one's this one's real fun. I like this one. Uh, so there was I love this, how that's described. This is a death. This <laughs> yeah, is we're real talking fun. about this. this is the good. life ending. This uh, so this happened only two real years ago. Fun way. <laughs> real fun way. Fifty year old lady, fifty eight year old lady in in South Wales uh, was run over by a Mazda CX seven, which doesn't sound fun, right? What what happened was she went to make sure that her groceries were in her car and she opened up the trunk to look and then shut the trunk. The problem was um, her car was in gear and she ran herself over. <laughs> that lady ran herself over. Oh man. So I'm trying to, Oh, oh good. Um, good news. Her, her shopping bags were there. They were in the car. Well, that's very good. Yeah. I'm just curious. Like, so she made it behind the car. She opened the trunk. Oh yeah. All my stuff's here. Shut it. And then the car at that point got mad enough to run her over. Uh, well, how dare you shut me so hard? I've actually got another one to do with cars. But when I worked concrete before I joined the army, my boss one time called me name drop. Really kudos to you being in the army. Thank you for your service. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought I was like, I didn't say his name. Did I, his name was Brett. So he, he was my boss. And, uh, and one day he ran himself over with his car. He actually had to call me on the phone. He actually called everybody on the phone to see who was closest. But uh, he had gotten out of his call. He'd gotten out of his truck, walked in front of it, was making a phone call. When he got ran over, his truck had somehow slipped out of park, or so he says, and into drive and ran him over. He didn't die or nothing. So when he called, was he pinned or underneath the truck? Yeah, he was just pinned. So he needed. I mean, someone come put my truck in reverse so somebody else can get ran over in the other direction. Hilarious. (laughs) Absolutely, it sounds hilarious. That uh, run yourself over, Gort. He got, I can't remember his name, the the dude from the new Star Trek, young dude. He got out of his car, same thing happened. He left it in gear, except he died. So it wasn't as fun. There's a there's another one I've got with the car here. Uh, let's see. Well, while you're doing that one, I got one. 
Do you? Uh, While you do that, we were talking about about cars, Josh. Well, this this is like talking about cars. It's a window. Cars have windows. Oh, that's almost the same thing. (laughs) I see how you made that connection. Yeah. So a gentleman was demonstrating how the windows in the Toronto Domino Center were unbreakable by throwing himself into it. I read about that one. Good news is the window was unbreakable. But it popped out of the frame. Yeah, they just didn't put them in very well. So when he threw himself against the window, the window popped out and he plummeted to his death. So it's a good thing that they made those unbreakable windows. That has a lot to do with cars. It does. If that if that guy was like a Saturn salesman, do you think he'd be smashing? Look, it doesn't get dense. Wow. It's like running into the center. I remember that. That was awesome when they would do that. That wasn't awesome at all. One time, one, one time I, this guy was trying to sell me a Saturn, and he just started beating the crap out of the car, and I was like, it looks like I'm not buying a car from this guy. <laughs> He's got some anger issues. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, sir, I don't want any Coke. Thank you. <laughs> the, so the one, I, I can't find it here in my literature, but uh, the, the one with the, the car. So these guys, uh, this well, it was, it was a lady and a guy, and they were getting it on in the backseat of their car, and apparently it was in neutral, not park. And uh, the rocking or the the motion was enough to send the uh, the the jeep that they were in over the cliff that they were parked next to, and uh, they died. That sounds terrible. Yeah, it's impressive, actually. In, in this particular case, if the jeep is a rocking, you should come a knocking. Please don't let me go off the cliff. <laughs> Chalk blocks. <laughs> so or just park. Yeah. Another one with cars. Um, so a 64-year-old John Lewis, a businessman, I don't know why all this is so important, uh, from England, attempted to light a bonfire with petrol. That's gasoline for the people in the U.S. That's it's true. Um, the part I don't get is, is how this next part happened. Uh, while doing so, he inadvertently set his clothes on fire. So the way they wrote that, like he went to light the fire, but somehow set his shirt on fire. The bonfire actually never got lit. So he didn't die from the fire. He freaked, ran, jumped into a river, put the fire out, and then drowned. That's not funny, Josh. That's hilarious. Any of us could do something like that, and I except would... the petrol because it's gasoline. <laughs> you should have. You know what the hilarious thing is in this particular story is that you didn't realize that we're filming this in the United States. And changed it naturally in your mind to gasoline. I don't think we're filming this. <laughs> did I say filming? Yes. You did. Awesome. <laughs> Except, look, well, you might be. We're unaware of the filming part. <laughs> no, I am. Don't mind the teddy bear, teddy bear, teddy bear in the corner. <laughs> I'm, glad yeah. I'm not the only one that can't words tonight. Words. words. But no, just for that, like, how much would it suck? You. You get set on fire. It's like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. You make it to the river. It's like, ah, thank God, I'm not going to die. And then you drown. (laughs) I am. I fought so hard for my survival just to be done in by water. There's actually another gasoline one. The very first one, I I skipped over it. But there was a dude in 2015 who uh, had over 10,000 hours of flight time, and he had an instructor certificate. That's considerable, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So... Apparently, when he was flying, so it happened in Montana where he crashed in 2015, but apparently there was a 100-octane fuel, AV fuel, that was somehow getting into the flight compartment of the of the aircraft he was flying. And so he landed, 
asked a, a like a crew chief to take a look and or a mechanic to take a look and the mechanic said no uh you should absolutely not fly this until you get this issue under control it's a fuel venting problem and you shouldn't fly this but the pilot he was like ah i got this hold my <laughs> beer why am i even talking to this guy so uh so he decides to fly dark which is just shut off his entire electrical system so that there would be no sparks in the event that uh, the gasoline got back inside uh, the, the aircraft. So he's able to land again. And, uh, and so every time this guy would take off, he would get just splashed with aviation fuel all over the place. Well, uh, subsequently in Missoula, after taking off from the Missoula International Airport, he made a hard left and exploded into a fireball. Is there a lot of international flights in Missoula? I was going to ask that. I'm not just to Canada. (laughs) That is is international. It's this whole other country. (laughs) So this is is actually... Uh, Why is the left turn so important? Why did him make it... Because he did all these things up to this point. No... He's not an issue. Turner. It doesn't actually say left turn. I just I just threw that part oh, in there. Okay, see, so you just but ruined it this for me. is a direct quote from the NTSB, right? That's the oh. National Transportation Safety Board. Thank I was going to ask. I'm like, I don't know what that is. We like to educate our people, Josh. So this Obviously. is a direct quote. The pilot was likely distracted by fuel entering the cockpit and failed to maintain adequate airspeed as he returned to the airport to rectify the fuel problem, resulting in an aerodynamic stall or spin. I feel like that doesn't add up with everything else you said. Yes, it absolutely like, does. No, he was suddenly surprised by all the fuel. No, he was just paying attention to it. He was distracted <laughs> with all the lights off. It, it was, was not an dist- attractive distraction. It was no tilt a whirl. <laughs> that guy, that's that's amazing. That guy deserves to be saluted. I hope he made it into several safety videos by the NTSB. <laughs> Did we talk about the gentleman who? Uh, gave himself to a cannibal to yeah we talked him. about that a little earlier yeah that's it uh, burned brandes he was a german engineer and probably not very good at being a german engineer because he willingly let a cannibal fillet him i don't know and Brittany cecil this is actually terrible she was 13 years old she's the only uh known fatality from being at a hockey game yeah because she was struck in the head with a hockey puck and then the Erie, Pennsylvania, the, a gentleman was killed by an explosive collar around his neck. Yeah, that, that was the, the pizza bank delivery robbery. guy. Yep. Yeah. That'd be a, that's a very unusual way to die. Oh, I, I thought we were doing funny ways. I didn't, I didn't realize I that thought we it was unusual. talking about people that were murdered. <laughs> My bad. I didn't realize we were doing a, a drawing that line it's there. A completely different podcast, Josh. I think we talked about Rasputin. Unless we're going with natural causes, that's true. But that guy was cyanide awesome. and bleeding yeah, to death. Rasputin was that dude was the original Hulk. He didn't play. He he played for keeps every time he went out. Harder than woodpecker lips. <laughs> so I like. Uh, I hear those are pretty hard. I've heard so too. I've uh, here's one from March of 2018 from Romania. A 50 year old man was killed after taking home a projectile that he found in a field outside of his village. And pounded on it with a hammer, causing an explosion. So uh, again, Wiley Coyote strikes again. I hope Acme was actually paid on the side of it. This is hysterical. This we we have a friend named Eric who could learn a lot from this story. <laughs> <laughs> 
is this the up end? Should I not hit this? So I'm curious as to why he was pounding on it with a hammer. Because uh, I would be curious as to why he would have it and not pound on it with a hammer. That's that's absolutely true. <laughs> that's absolutely true. No, that's not. Like, you take it home, it's a giant-looking bullet. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what the first thing... It's giant-looking or it's bullet-looking? You said it was a giant-looking <laughs> bullet. Is it Was it like a, like a gazing bullet? Like you just <laughs> gazed upon said bullet? <laughs> No, it was a bullet that was looking giantly. Oh, okay. That didn't clarify anything. (laughs) I'm glad I could help with that. But no, like, so you look at this. Back to the giant looking bullet. Yes, the giant looking bullet. (laughs) What? At what point in time do you go, you know what? That needs to get with a hammer a whole lot. Like, what would be the purpose? There's not a nail sticking out of it. I'm going to put that back in. It's that old adage, you know, when... The only tool you have is a hammer. Everything looks like a nail. Touche. That would be a very difficult nail to pound in. I wonder if there was some type of logical reason why he was like, well, clearly I got to beat this with a hammer. Well, that's Maybe what I'm saying. Like, yeah. That's the only way to get all the rust off. I mean, hit it, it with a hammer. It looks like a projectile and everything, but it, but it has an unknown filler. Let me just smash it. On it. <laughs> <laughs> like this thing on top, it looks like a button. I pushed it with my hand didn't seem to work. Let me get my sledgehammer in 2005. Two. <laughs> 2005. Was that your Adam Sandler impersonation there? Two. It just came out that way. <laughs> it's going to be so much downtime in this episode just because we can't stop laughing. That's nah, good. We've hit an hour 20 already. That's all right. Wow, we can, really? We can edit this down. Most when of you things. say we, who is this we you speak of? Can you just like push a magic button or something? Yeah. Just delete just, everything Josh says. Just hit one of those eight buttons. That's got to do something. <laughs> so in 2005, uh, two sisters uh, were killed after they became trapped for four days in their fold-up bed. Ah! That's awesome. <laughs> when you say two sisters, are these? They might be conjoined. I'm not sure. Oh, wait, are they sisters or sisters? Or are they nuns? Oh, yeah. Good point. Was uh, this in a convent? You guys are going to ask me things like I've done research on this. We, we've yes, already we discovered this. We've already discovered the amount of research is, hey, this is what's posted in front of me. I've actually done this on my Facebook page. It's on a blog. Like, literally, my title is, I don't research any of the things I put in here, so it's a crapshoot whether it's true or not. Why would that be your title? Why wouldn't your title be <laughs> Josh Rude? Because I don't want people to know who I am. That seems a bit lengthy. Well, I really want people to know that I don't care about the truth, apparently. You care about it enough to give a massive disclaimer at the top? <laughs> <laughs> now you're just trying to put too much logic on it. I'm trying to do everything, man. Yes. <laughs> It's a medical condition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's called being an idiot. No voting for you, sir. That's, a, that's medical, right? <laughs> the abortion just didn't take. <laughs> it didn't. I came out really droopy to start with. I'm too happy. <laughs> they fixed it, though. Lots of collagen. Anyway, did you have something to say? Uh, or were you done? That was it. After they became trapped in their fold-up bed. That is amazing. That's, a, that's Where a were these story. parents? Four days. They might be. Uh, they, they could be seventy-year-old sisters. Sixty-two and sixty-eight. Does it See, say that is, in there? Yeah. This is some information that would have oh been nice. Oh my gosh! They shared a bed at sixty-two and sixty-eight. It doesn't say that. They just got trapped in, in their bed. bed. It's their bed. It was in a store. 
They were trying <laughs> it out. They could have had two of them. Maybe they were making the bed, and they're like, pillow fight. Oh, wow, we shouldn't have done that, because this, this bed immediately folded up on us. I know. Every time I see a 62-year-old lady, I walk around them with my arm up in the air, prepared to block all pillows flying in my direction. <laughs> It's a you know how hazardous pillows are that you have to walk around with your arm yeah. up. Well, you never know when a sixty-two-year-old lady is going to erupt into a pillow fight. <laughs> True, I don't feel you should have to protect yourself. That sounds like something super enjoyable, Josh. I think that from now, like a we, pillow fight with a sixty-two-year-old no, woman. Check this out: we just walk down the road, toss some random person a pillow, and just start bashing them with a different pillow and see if they <laughs> fight back. So we give them an actual <laughs> pillow, and our pillow has rocks in it. No, no, no. Just how many people do you think? I know if I threw All a pillow in your hands and started hitting you with the pillow, I know you'd hit me back. Yes. How many people out there would actually fulfill this pillow fight fantasy? Right now, probably none. They would probably think you just threw COVID at them and just <laughs> run away. That's true. It's like he just threw literally the disease. I put a them. face mask on my pillow. It's all right. <laughs> That's very good. Which side's the face for the, a pillow? The cool side. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. That makes so much sense. And if you don't, just flip it over. Yeah, the other side. It's not. It's not cool anymore. Mm-hmm. So another explosive one. This one's pretty good, right? So there was a guy who noticed. Uh, so he worked for uh, the Russian. Yeah, that crazy stuff happens there. He worked for the Russian uh, highway maintenance system, and he noticed. <laughs> Hold on, I, I think I'm laughing. I feel you like think it, you're laughing. <laughs> how do you, how do you not know? So he, I can't see my own face. So he found. I just uh, wanted, God. Hold on, hold on. I just wanted to say the Russian highway maintenance system. Uh huh. I'm glad that that that's is where he worked. <laughs> I'm glad that's a priority for them over there. They have a whole system designed for maintenance on the highway, but yet people can't eat. Well, they can. They just don't have anything to eat. Well, same difference. <laughs> but yeah, they're going to make sure those it's highways physically are... impossible for me to eat. Uh, sir, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> These roads are going to be amazing for when people don't have any food. So while this guy was out there checking the highways, he finds a decommissioned artillery howitzer. He also realized how well a fire extinguisher fit directly down inside <laughs> of this. So he's clearly very busy at the highway department. Yeah, he's a welder for him, <laughs> which was great that he was a welder because he was able to get a hold of uh, like a lot of oxygen and acetylene. acetylene and stuff like that. Right. And so he charged the cannon with calcium carbide and water, which cr- that's what it creates acetylene. Right. And uh, apparently fire extinguishers are not meant to handle a large concussion. Like that. I never would have guessed. So the fire extinguisher exploded and killed that dude. Killed him dead. Turns out. Killed him dead. Killed him dead, man. I'll tell you. (laughs) You uh, just went full stoner. A fire fire extinguisher (laughs) wins against an empty head every time. Yep. I'm just blown away right now. So was he. (laughs) I mean, he went through a lot of trouble there. He didn't even just use a normal acetylene tank. He yeah, actually, no, he, he actually it, created yeah. his own. Well, well, it's not in the budget to use it for this. So given, we definitely have to do it ourselves. Given his decision-making skills, maybe his boss said, we're not going to give you any acetylene. <laughs> and he had to take that extra step. Do you feel he asked his boss if he could use it for that? And he's like, no, no you'll I don't have think to so. figure something out. I feel out. like if you're this guy's boss, you've already got an eye on him. And like, 
Yeah, his so, decision making is questionable. So I just had a, a a thought pop into my head on whoa, where did, did he did that hurt? Where did this howitzer just show up at? It's he, Russia. He found it. It was on the side of the road, dude. I already explained it. He worked for the road service. Yeah. So it's like everybody's just traveling around with howitzers. It's like ah. Mm-hmm. I guess I got my other three. I got flat tire on this one. We're just going to leave it here. Well, Russia, crazy stuff happens. I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a fantastic Netflix documentary called Operation Odessa. And it's about a dude in Florida who buys a nuclear submarine for a few million bucks in the United. He just bought it from Russia. It was like, hey, can we buy one? And they were like, yeah, right. You want one? Sure. First, they bought some helicopters from them and then they from their military and then decided to buy some uh, submarine as well. Wow. They got caught, but. Are you not allowed to do that? Uh, just not when it's used for smuggling 40 kilos of Coke or something. Oh, like see, that. that different. But for, he, no, not 40 kilos, 40 tons. I was going to say that but several million dollars on a sub for 40 kilos of Coke. Seems. Something like 35 million bucks or something. They like have that. a very terrible business plan. Yeah. It's fantastic. You, like, I think you could They're buy anything the, in Russia. The postal service. See, I thought you were saying it was illegal to buy one from Russia. Like he had a nuclear submarine just parked just docked outside of his beach house. Well, apparently when they tried to buy it, the guys asked him, well, do you want the warheads with it too? Like they tried to sell it to him. The generals <laughs> of the army, they were like, Hey, do you want, do you need the nuclear warheads? Can we get double those for half the price, please? Oh, like the a material in the reactor is plenty for me. I'm do you, good. Do you want? Yeah. And I it, think we'll be good. <laughs> at one point, the guy goes, uh, he's like, yeah, well I need in order to get my buyer to give me the money. Because they're just the brokers, right? He's like, I need to get a picture of me with the submarine. Submarines are usually the most top secret bases in any country, right? And they were like, no, no, you absolutely cannot do that. And he was like, but what if I give you 200 bucks? And they were, the guy was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where we draw the line on security is $200. Well, apparently that guy only made like 10 bucks a month back in those days. Like That was in the 90s, but Russia didn't exist, right? The Soviet Union came from together, so nobody even knew who was in charge. That's why you could do anything in Russia. That's how Putin got in charge, man. I feel like you could still do anything in Russia. Yeah. Maybe not buy their new submarines, which are all steam-driven, maybe. I don't know. But so in 2008, David mm-hmm. Fial was 50 years old. Good name. Yep. Uh, and he was upset that the flats where he lived were being demolished and he was being pushed out. Is this the guy that cut his head off with a chainsaw? Spoilers. A flat? Yes, a flat. What is that American? I would think it'd be an apartment. An apartment. Oh, an American that's an apartment? Yeah. Is this the... Are you reading the same site that has petrol on it? It is. No. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, why'd you have to take that from me? I wanted to say he decapitated decapitated himself with a chainsaw to show how upset he was, he was being forced out of his flat. <laughs> That'll show him. <laughs> like, you bastards, right? I'm going to cut my hat off with this chain. Yeah. How far can you get through your own neck? Well, I imagine chainsaw? if you just tie the trigger down, you just have to lay down. Yeah, I mean, I guess it wouldn't stop right away, but See, it would go shooting. I think it would launch. I don't know. He put, a, he put the cold side of the pillow behind it. Going to hold it in place. Wedge it. I think it's time we start uh, bringing this one to an end at an hour and a half. Is that all? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm enjoying this. This is because it's, it's the first time you've seen people other than your children in days. That is that is true. Mm-hmm. Yes, my heathen children. I'm still I'm still reading through these deaths. I read a bunch of them the other day. 
So what we what, we ought to cover something good on the next topic. Again, this is uh, sending this out to anybody who may be listening, both of you, that uh, you may want to send us in some topics so that we can talk about. <laughs> where where are they going to send it? Well, by the time this gets posted, we'll have a website probably, maybe. <laughs> and uh, maybe we'll put some thought into all of this. And then we'll also create a, I mean, Gmail gives accounts for free. So we could, uh, that is true. Words at gmail.com. <laughs> I'm sure that's not taken. There's no way that's taken. I'll be pissed if that's taken. Yeah, we'll be words 77382. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't know. So, I just want somebody to call in and be like, long-time listener, first-time caller. I don't think people call into a podcast. Yeah, not unless you specifically let them. I was texting with my wife while we were doing our podcast. That counts. What'd she say? Anything she, fun? She said, and you're not even at home. She said other things as well. That was just the last thing she said. You should tell her that's a great observation. I value, and then say I, from Josh. I value my life, <laughs> and I won't say that to my wife. She's Hispanic. Oh, by the way, all three of us are married. Not to each other. For uh, Why do you got to ruin it? Yeah, we're not in a thruple. <laughs> a thruple? <laughs> I don't even know how, how to follow up with thruple. It's, it's also very interesting that all of our wives have similar attitudes towards this podcast. <laughs> yeah, mine. Uh, Tolerable indifference. Yeah, I've asked my wife. I'm like, I'm like you, know, you know how to do internet stuff, right? Can you help us with that? Yeah, sure. Well, what do I need to do? Google it. That was the advice I was given. Mm-hmm. I still haven't Googled it. Mm-hmm. I think maybe Liz is still upset from last week. No, she's good now. Uh, she's clearly, good. it sounds that way. No, this was when we first started talking about uh, doing the podcast before we actually got into doing said podcast. Before Darren did all of the work and we just showed up <laughs> and started talking. Yeah. That's impressive, by the way. That's, that's why you get paid the big bucks from this. Yeah, that's why I'm doing this because I'm clearly satisfied in my status quo well you're getting paid so much from this handsomely yeah <laughs> looks aren't everything <laughs> obviously we'd all be homeless if that was the case i'm looking at you buck i, I used to be homeless is that why <laughs> yes yeah i used to be homeless i, I think I, was i supposed to say that well there's no script so you can say whatever you want oh well i was previously yeah. when i was a kid but uh yeah, now now I look at homeless people a little, you know, I look at them, you know, they're like regular people, but they have no homes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nailed it. All righty. I think. All right. Just hit stop. You, we don't even have yeah. to end it. Just hit stop. Thanks for listening to Words. words.